everyone, welcome to Minivan Men. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to start off by talking about going to Vegas as you get older and how that plays out. And then we're going to talk about being on TV and getting canceled, uh, our careers a little bit and how we keep getting canceled. And lastly, we've got a serious topic about uh, getting older and dealing with parents getting sick. It's a serious topic, but it's also a good show. Hope you enjoy it. Relax, listen, have fun. Hey, welcome to Minivan Men. We are here today with Chris Spencer, Al Madrigal, myself, Maz Jobrani, and our guest, Buddy Lewis. Uh, welcome, buddy. Hello, hello, hello. Good Com- to be here, man. Comedian extraordinaire. They were just uh, out in Vegas with Chris performing. How'd at, that go? At the Palm, the Playboy Lounge. Yeah. It was great. Well, I wish I would have been there in my 20s. Oh, or yeah. unmarried. It's, it's really not the married place to well, be Well, one thing I, I, I got to tell you about this show is we don't plug before the show. Like, now, this mm-hmm. show is not going to air after you were in Vegas. Right? <laughs> so we, we let people know after you've gone. That's yes. how we roll. Yeah. Of course. We, we wouldn't want people to come. There is a show regularly at the Palms, Casino, uh, Palms Casino, which is not doing so hot, that Palms Casino, because they decided to go off the strip near the Rio. Right. And now all those new ones are opening it up, the Cosmopolitan. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. all the whole the city centers. Yeah, yeah, the city center. I'm not sure if anyone's been to Vegas in a while, but the Palms' the choice to go off the strip is now coming back where it's like sort of this dying casino. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about that is it's like, um, you know, we all have our, our buddies, uh, Court McCowan, uh, Paul Hughes, those guys run the Palms Casino. And it's funny because you always feel like you got to, everyone feels, everyone knows somebody in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So when you're there, you're like, oh, I got a guy who's the manager at the Mirage. I got a guy who's the pit boss. At the Flamingo. Everybody. Everybody's got that guy. And we the, got our guys. And the worst is when, when you think your guy is the guy yeah. and you set up something through your guy and you end up at that nightclub and like you were saying, it's like the deadest this nightclub. Is the, this is not the good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. When, when they're giving away that many free tickets yeah. and you can have a VIP. <laughs> we, I know Caesars is dead now. It has to be. This dude was going to give us a booth, a bottle. Yeah. We, I mean, we just met him shaking. We just shook his hand. <laughs> He's How you know Chris? Whole club. Great. Listen, the whole club is yours. You can DJ if you want to. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like, yeah, yeah. So I, I just, we just, we didn't even go. We were like, I, I assumed that you couldn't go. The Caesars was whack. We went to town. Town was like the hot spot in uh-huh. the Venetian. Um, they had it to where if you have dinner, then you can get into town. Or if not, you got to wait in this long line. Yeah. And and the music uh, he went, I knew better, because uh, you know I can't take you, the music when, when you get the, when you get to our age, uh, new wave house music, you know, stench, 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 you know, for like an hour of that is I'm sexy and I know it. Yeah, dun, dun, yeah. It's dun, like dun, a, your dun, head dun, starts throbbing. Yeah, yeah. For, for people <laughs> our age, it's, that's an, it's an Excedrin commercial yeah. for people our age. I literally went in there. Oh. JB Smooth was out there. He his daughter turned eighteen, so he took her to Cirque du Soleil. And he said, let's go to town to eat. And then we ended up at the club. I was in there literally eight minutes. And he was trying to get me to dance with him, you know, with the family's group of people. I'm like, I don't know how to dance to this. J.B. Smooth is one of the funniest people, He's man. He's one of the funniest ever. people ever. I love hey, no, uh, Leon from Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. mm-hmm. one of the blacks. Yeah. He is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I say he's one of the blacks. Yeah, I say one of the blacks. That's, yeah. that's his That's last curious. name on the show. Yeah. Right. So, um... <laughs> 
the other thing is uh, dancing. I mean, that, we're we're old. I mean, everybody's you know forty ish, mm-hmm. and uh, buddy. I mean, that's being generous. Yeah, uh, and uh, so very, <laughs> very, because I am at the I am at the uh, the tip end of of of, of the forty. Sure, I'm, so I'm, I'm ready to cross you, over. You, you're from the forties. Yeah, that's right. That's you just decided not to go out at all. So you just you just completely opted out, which is the smarter choice. Right. But it's still not one I'm really willing to make, so I'll go out to these places. I was with uh, comedian Sam Tripoli, He's and young. we went. We were at the Palms doing this bad gig. I remember going dancing, and these two girls came up. That's how old you are. You said the word dancing. dancing. We went dancing. <laughs> we, tripped, <laughs> we tripped the night fantastic. <laughs> First of all, yeah, I don't dance. <laughs> well, but now we this went, music, you don't have to dance. It's just like Blade. Remember in Blade, you just kind of bounce around just yeah. to like, <laughs> to like cut your head off. Yeah. I blood know the vampire, the, te- the vampire bar. <laughs> yeah, it was techno blood. Yeah, so I go in there and uh, to the, whatever the dance club was the, and uh, stand in there. Ghost two girls bar. came up. And sort of like rubbing, you know, they're rubbing up or whatever, and it it was awkward because I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, that's again, All that's right. when you know you're getting older, you're married, like that's, listen, that's awkward. Let me tell you what happened to me. And two girls are rubbing up. Okey you're like, dokey. you won't believe. Listen, that's why I said I wish I would have went in my twenties. Although I went, but I was at the Riviera, that was nasty, and Harris is just okay. But to be at the Playboy Lounge and Mary just doesn't really go together. So some girl comes after the show, and she's like, you were so funny. I want to F you. What? Wow. That's sure inappropriate. Did. Yes. But then not only that, she's like, and you know what? Better than it, I'm going to get my friend. What, what, what room are you in? She just doubled down like a I was like, blackjack. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and she I was so nervous. I was like, uh, God, not in you have room. a time machine? Can oh, we go back man. But and Plus, I mean, even back then I wouldn't. She was just too aggressive. But it was just scary that... This is the kind of stuff that happens in Vegas, and I can't partake. Oh yeah, yeah no, it's crazy, and 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 going out to anywhere, like I, I like what you were saying. It's like we are too old to go, and we know better than <laughs> mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I end up a lot of times if I'm if I'm in a town, there's like, nothing else to do. Listen, I was obviously the craziest is when I go to when I go to the Middle East, Beirut, Beirut is they party the partying in Beirut, in Beirut like it's, puts oh, Vegas to shame. The parties are the bomb. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Beirut is crazy. I would say Beirut is like the NFL of partying. Like it is the big times. Really? They don't. There's Tell no us rules. All about it. Describe, set it all out. There's just no, no rules. Cause see, even in Vegas, there's no rules, right? You right. drink whatever, whatever. Like, like, you guys have been to Mexico and you're at a nightclub. Like this, I haven't been. This hasn't happened in a while. But I remember, hey bro, you want to go shoot a guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get some money, exactly. man. Or you're dancing. What? Or you. No. I was, I was at a club. I was, a, I, was a, I was at a club in Mexico one time, and like, and the music's like. Right, all that stuff, right? Oh, the and then there's foam stars coming down Uh-oh. that I know is not soap. healthy. It's no. like there's no codes. Soap. Like yeah, the hot tub when club. it starts getting close it's to you, the right. foam. Yeah. Like, oh, and and I'm, like, I'm like, this cannot be environmentally sound. I mean, it just, <laughs> you know you're old just because you, you said that sentence. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. So it's like, that's what that's kind of like Beirut is like that. Like there are no rules. So they just wow. do whatever they want. It's the craziest thing. But, Gambling? Uh, I think, yeah, they have a casino, but but the clubs are, it, they're, they're really into clubbing. Like, right. that's their thing. They're like, sure. it's like you train in the minors and then you go and, to the and, and let me tell you what they had uh, that was so interesting. In the hotel, we're standing in the Palms. The thing is to go up on the 53rd floor and they have a glass, 
like yeah, opening where you bar, could, yeah, right? with the ghost yeah. bar where you yeah, could see the, yeah. the, the the street and and the girl there was a girl in there that comes in there and she's like yeah yeah this is when you know it's like okay it's too much she starts stomping on the glass like yeah 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 I'm like okay really somebody's uh, gonna get hurt yeah again this is not safe this is dangerous then she's like walk on it I'm like no I'm not walking on the glass I'm not falling to my death I'm yeah. not gonna fall to my death that's the, exactly that's yeah that's when you know you're old that's exactly mm-hmm. when you know you're old when someone's you're like you're, you're dancing too loud you know you're gonna but but, <laughs> but, but um but but the thing with beirut this this was so because the thing is too when i go out now it's like uh you know you you start drinking and that and the drinking will really like the tequila makes you young makes you young you know and i'm like i'm gonna go on that i was actually over there like in the middle east a lot of places like i'm better known so you, i'm kind of like a mini celebrity out there i was mm-hmm. at a club one time yeah. and the promoters got them to put they got them first of all they're like like all right uh, we're gonna we're gonna have the dj there's a there's a scroll going around the place. Right. So we're gonna have the DJ to scroll your name, like Maz Jobrani is in the house. Right. And and the funny thing is, like some people know me, some people have no idea who the hell I am. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I look over and it says Nas N A Z. I'm <laughs> like, that's Nas how big of a celebrity Nas. I am, Nas, Nas Jobrani. Jobrani. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. So they're really going big. And are you talking about booze? Everybody's drinking. Booze, and drinking. Just how many people in the club? That's the thing. There's no rules. They don't. They, I mean, it's like sardines. They like you know. Packed in. Yeah, they just no pack fire you safety in. laws. None of that. It's a white snake situation. It is Beirut. I mean, you kind of have to party like this. Could be the last. Exactly. one. Exactly. That's how they do it, man. It's like uh, you know. Now, um, do you guys gamble? What happens? What's up with the gambling? We, uh, minor gambling. Nothing. <laughs> what do you play? Craps. I usually play poker, but for the first time, and me being in Vegas, we didn't even see a poker table. I, I, I play craps, but I, I learned every now and then when you don't have enough money to gamble, you don't even start. Don't start. This yeah, I, I play pie gal poker, and I was, you play pie gal. Yeah, yeah. isn't that like thing. a big Chinese? Yeah, game? I always yeah. end up me and an old Chinese man jumping up and down, <laughs> hugging each other. Are that's you good? What, that's what got me in. Hey, Chris, uh, Chris did win uh, fifty dollars playing. Uh, 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 what slots? The, not uh, roulette. I, oh, oh yeah, roulette. Yeah, yeah. He, he put he put it all down and he put it on black. Always and on he black. actually always Wesley Snipes, Passenger yes. Fifty Seven. Yeah, always bet on black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, play Pie Gal, and it's a community game. Somebody got me into it when I was doing the Harvey's Casino up in Lake Tahoe. Oh, jeez, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I played there, and it's like this thing where you're all playing with each other. So there isn't you. You play uh, blackjack. Or poker, you're playing against the people at the table. And so let's say you're playing blackjack and you hit on something and a guy who's the anchor man gets all irritated with you because you shouldn't hit in that situation. And there's a lot of rules that go along with when you should take a card. Etiquette, Mm -hmm. yeah. In Pai Gao... No etiquette. It's Chinese people. So uh, they are There's just, a billion of them. They, they don't care. Gamble no. like they drive. Yeah, they know. They are just. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're crazy. They, they're just all. It's a joyous mm-hmm. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Everybody's with you. You can show the dealer your card. It's they always the year of the you. dragon when you're playing yeah. with each other. <laughs> they, they love it. And you can play for a long time. A lot of times you draw and you're not really losing that much money. You can play for See, that's my hours. problem with poker is I don't have the patience. That's why I like blackjack because blackjack moves so fast. <laughs> mm-hmm, I lo- mm-hmm. And I love math, so I'm sitting there doing the numbers always in my head. I got a little bit of Rain Man in me. Right. And um, the, my favorite thing that I found actually now, right now my spot in Vegas when I do go to Vegas is at the Palms, the Playboy Club because they've got poker they got blackjack tables 
and then they got music playing right. and mm-hmm. you got somewhat of Hot a hip chicks. crowd and mm-hmm. so you're like okay mm-hmm. this is kind of cool as a you don't feel like you're in some dirty it's you know, a pretty casino. small casino for a casino it is small it is small, very small. Yeah, yeah i don't win that's another thing is that i know what i'm getting into when i was at the palms i was with i was so frustrated because i was with colin quinn and it was me and colin quinn and then he walked in to the high limit slots put a dollar in pulled it once and made $4,000 like that. I hate people. Beautiful. Yeah. And then, so, you know, obviously that went and bought dinner, you know, or eating dinner at three o'clock in the morning, whatever. But I, I don't, that does not happen to me ever. I have never, ever had an experience where I've well, made. Listen, you're not the only one. You, yeah, see, I know. you see all those buildings? Yeah. All people like you. Yeah. <laughs> J-Lo's J- mom won like $2 million. Remember what? that? Yeah, J-Lo's mother won like $2 million on slots. See, Isn't at that, that point, she shouldn't be allowed to keep it. Yeah. Like they should. Right? Yeah. yeah. Situation that's, that's, like, that's, but you know what? One other thing about Vegas now, as a parent, it's uh, when I went to Palms, uh, like, again, you know you're in a different world because I took the family. Mm. And now I'm looking for things to do in Vegas with right. the kids. Because mm-hmm. yep. there's no like kitty slots. There's or, no exactly. You know, they yeah. can't win like Barbie yeah. dolls. Yeah, or yeah, something. right. Get them, get them hooked early. <laughs> hooked on, you know, like a Lego comes falling out. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. that's More a Legos. great invention. That's a good idea, man. Casino for babies. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they have circus, circus, but nothing, you know, that that small. Treasure Island has a lot of kid stuff. I took I took them to Circus Circus, which was right. kind of dinky. Dinky. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what's yeah. so funny? Janky. We're talking about this. Like how there's this incredible new hotel and. And then there's like the golden water hole right in the love, middle of it. Yeah, and the, but the kids like, love How is this place circus surviving? Circus. The kids love circus. The old circus. ones that still have the steak and egg specials for four dollars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I, got, I had to tell you about circus, circus. They have the medieval thing in there, and it was the most dis- it was the most disgusting thing because that, they serve well, you know they don't have any oh, silverware, so they serve this turkey leg, and you know you're eating with your hands, and then all of a sudden this horse comes by and takes a dump, you know, and you're like, we gonna eat while this horse is. <laughs> Are you serious? Sure, sure. Yeah, they have a big mini Not circus, circus. I mean, uh, yeah, Excalibur. Uh, Excalibur. Well, yeah, Excalibur. You're right. They had the they have the well, then circus, circus has a real circus. With the animals and stuff, but the but the they with had, clowns yeah, that take a dump. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. man, I was like sitting there <laughs> like, ah, I paid fifty dollars and I can't eat this turkey leg with my hand because I'm smelling this. I was like who, eating in a stable. Who pitches? Who pitches the concept for this restaurant? Right, right. Yeah. it's gonna be like back in the day, and there'll be horses going to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> All right, listen, um, we're gonna note, we're yeah. gonna go into the bathroom while you eat. Um, we're gonna take a break and we'll go come to- back with uh, Chris, Al, and Buddy, and myself. We'll see you in a minute. Go to the bathroom. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Spencer, and we want you to join our fan page on Facebook. It's Minivan Men. And if you want the direct link, go to our website, minivanmen.com. We're back with Minivan Men with Al, Chris, and Buddy Lewis. Buddy, how do people find you online if they want to? Uh, you can find me at BuddyLewisComedy.com, and also I'm, uh, I'm a... 40 plus tweeter uh, <laughs> you can catch me at buddy lewis hq 14 or buddy 14 um uh you can uh, catch me and lewis l-e-w-i-s l-e-w-i-s that's, that's correct right. we are in la so you must make that distinction exactly you don't want people uh typing in l-u-i-z well it's funny because for the <laughs> longest time i was uh i was um uh, tweeting about this show and mm-hmm. i kept tweeting uh at al madrigal and 
at Chris Spencer, mm. thinking that Chris is getting it. And then mm-hmm. after a while, I, I decided to research it, and it turns out there's another Chris Spencer. Yeah. And this guy was posting about like going on runs, and I was yeah. like, this is not my Chris Spencer. Chris not run. So he is the, the same Chris thing happened Spencer. with me and you. I was tweeting to Nas Jobrani. Nas Jobrani, there you go. Middle Eastern rapper. He's getting all these followers. And also, just while we're there, minivanmen at gmail.com. Please send messages. And on the Facebook fan page, is doing great. We we are reading everything we that love you guys your put up there. And also the comments that you guys are posting up at iTunes. That's how they're rating iTunes now. So they're rating post. it, really? but you have to post or rate us, mm. and then we get rated higher. So take the time. Please go to iTunes and uh, log in and post something nice. And we, do, and we do listen to them. For example, Al was saying, it was reminding me that a few of you have been writing in and, and telling us that you're – Kind of sick of hearing about the nanny talk. So, I'm sick of it. Well, well, as in, in honor of that, I actually fired our nanny. Good. So no longer. Thank you. Down the yeah. street, she's crying. Yes. She's leaving yes. right now. So right. now my wife doesn't have a job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say she isn't pregnant, is she? Like uh, Arnold. Okay. Yeah, Arnold. <laughs> Get out. And speaking of firings, uh, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah that's transition. a good segue. Now, um, yeah. Little, good little segue, but a harsh topic. Yeah, little, little catching up on 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 our careers. You know, Al had gotten on a show called Free Agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show has been canceled, and now Al is a free agent. <laughs> uh, so no, go ahead, tell actually, us. well, yeah, um, the show with Hank Azaria, and this is sort of old news. It happened two weeks ago, but we uh, got canceled. We produced eight episodes. So the good thing about it is, I got paid for eight episodes, but they only aired four episodes. So. Ah, Still can't ha- afford a nanny. Yeah, for those you really listening. can't. But that's what happens. And I read something great that has all of this in perspective. And I think that Neil Patrick Harris thing I read in Entertainment Weekly sort of helps me out. It's like, um, you know, working in TV or working in this industry where you're an independent contractor hoping to get on television or hoping to be creative in a way that pays. Um, it's like riding a wave. So you're a surfer and you go on, you catch a wave and then you ride it and whatever it is, if it's free agents, that's on for four episodes or Seinfeld that's on for nine years, it's going to end. Mm. And if you want to work again, you paddle back out and you catch the next wave and you just enjoy each wave while you can. So I had a great time working on the show with Hank Azaria. It was awesome. And then that next day, I got some other exciting news. Mm-hmm. I got made, I guess I'm saying this here first, uh, full-time on The Daily Show. So, oh, yeah. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. There That's we go. what I'm talking about. So I'm going to be moving. So this is going to be difficult because now, starting in January, I am going to be moving to Brooklyn. What's up, son? What's <laughs> <laughs> kid? What's up, kid? So uh, Monday through Thursday, and then wow. ideally flying back on Thursday evening, spending the time with my family, and then flying back on Sunday night. So minivan men is bi-coastal. We got bi-coastal. minivan men right. east, east side. We got mini subway men. Mini subway <laughs> men. Yeah. So that happened, and then I got this commercial, which is fantastic. Um, these, uh, I got another phone call. It's the same day that people saw it died. It's my son's saying playing soccer in the background. Um, I got Fred Savage, who I worked with a couple years ago. You may know from the Wonder Years. He's a great director. He directs It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And then I got this uh, Farmer's Ad. So it's da-da, we are farmers. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So you didn't even audition? I had to go in and put myself on tape, but it was like, oh, it's a done deal. That's great. And I was at another audition that did coincidentally the same casting lady. So I was there. Wonderful. I was just about to feel sorry for you and your little... 
You should free agents, and now yeah. you, well, you know it's uh, it's it's what you were saying, and that's the important. Thing. I think in life, I think because the, the field we've chosen is this field, but anything in life, it, uh, that's why I always encourage people to do what they love doing because it's about the process. Absolutely, yeah. you know, don't get mm-hmm. into this or anything because you want to be rich or you want to be a star or any of that stuff. Do it because you love it because yep. there are so many factors involved. You know, a lot of times people talk to me about shows and they're like, why don't you just, my own mom was like, why don't you should just, you should take place of uh, Charlie Sheen for two and a half men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, that's a good idea, mom. I didn't think of that. Let me, let me get less movies on the phone right now. <laughs> you know, she actually was like, you should do, you should be the guy. I was yes. like, mom. My dad said when Entourage <laughs> came out. We just think you're so much more handsome than than that Adrian Grenier, and <laughs> you so should be the head guy in. This is really true. Hilarious. Head guy in Entourage. That's funny That's that that you all say that. My family's like, when are you going back and go back to school and get it? <laughs> <laughs> you were so smart. You was you had it going on. That's so funny, man. That is so funny. But when you are doing anything, it's just keep your head up and keep going. You sure. know, if you, yeah. you you hang your hat. Like if I thought free agents was all I was ever going to do, and I needed it to succeed, and it, everything was hanging on it, then you just set yourself up for disappointment. Absolutely. You just got to work and, you know, be happy with what you're doing and just sort of move on. Well, we've all we, been on cancel stuff. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry, it's like when Chris, I always bring this up because Chris got vibe. How old were you, like 15 or something? 26. You were 26. 20, something like that. You are like right out the gates, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, really out the, it felt like I was out the gates, but I had been... That's fine. I had been... Uh, it's a bell. I had been, you know... Doing stand-up for about at least eight to ten years. Oh, you've no, been doing it? No, not that long. Ten. About seven years. Seven. Okay. And um, seven. that came. But that's not the only show. I've been, I've been, I mean, I've killed more pilots than some of those Middle Eastern uh, uh, terrorists. <laughs> uh, I had another show called The Show. It was it was on it was on so short. It was just called The Shh. Uh. That one. <laughs> I got fired off the Jamie Foxx show. Uh, I had another show called Significant Others on Bravo. Yeah, I remember that one. I've been, I've been. And uh, it just comes with the territory. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, two or three of the shows Chris has been on, I've worked on uh, writing or something. And so when he gets fired, uh, when I got fired, I was like, "Chris, uh, check." <laughs> they fired me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> I worked on Vibe. It was it was it was um, it was crazy. And, and, and you know, part of this industry also is is making sure that you're versatile. You know, you got to be able to move. And right. when that happens, you got to say, "Okay, I'm not just a stand-up. I can." I can write or I can I can act I can do something else and and a lot of a lot of people get into the business and they're stuck on one thing and, well I think part that, of that, that is that I, th- I think a lot of times uh, actors come from just the acting side and that's Absolutely. all they want to do and right. I have a lot of friends that are actors that are sometimes they're frustrated and I go yeah. listen man get into a play produce a play do a one man show write something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. take control take control and I was I was just listening to Colin Quinn talk recently in an interview and he was talking about how he's been taking pitch meetings and this and that he's been in the game for so long and I was thinking about myself I was like you know what this is totally true. I'm, I'm, I've got so much going on right now. I've been pitching uh, uh, iPhone apps all the way to screenplay movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm going from little things you can get for $1.99 right. to something you need $20 million. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. you got to be entrepreneurial and just pitch and keep going. And, and you don't know what might hit. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I think a lot of people miss out. That's why the internet, like this podcast itself, is a, is a way 
to uh, get your name out there and make sure you, you're busy and you're doing something that doesn't require someone else. Someone else. You don't need anyone else else's approval or or acceptance. You can just do what you do. That's why the Internet's a great equalizer in the entertainment business. You can throw something out there and boom, it's out there. And next thing you know, you're uh, you know, you're doing something and uh, homeboy, homeboy, yeah, you're, you're soldier boy. All of a sudden, or you're Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, well uh, yeah. you've been fired. Mm. Oh, several times. I've been fired. I've been. I've been. Fi- I've been fired. I've had shows canceled. Like you, man. I've killed a lot of pilots too. And I'm Middle Eastern. And I, again, I want you to know that I'm just, as, you know, <laughs> TV, TV, TV pilots. It's not, TV, oh, TV yeah. pilots. Yeah. You've um, been fired. Fired off a show. Like, I've been fired. Fired. I got this. I got fired off one time. I got a. Uh, I got a guest star possible recurring on a new. It was a new pilot. Uh, for uh, for uh, Tori Spelling, she was the lead, and I was gonna play her boss, and it was written for like an older white dude, and she was supposed to be scared of me. And at the time, I was the same age, and I don't know if I I, I must look older or something because they hired me, and I was a little insulted. I was like, I'm not old enough to be this guy, and I and I just felt like they picked the wrong guy. And mm-hmm. I went to the table read, and here's the thing: this was the first one of the first times when I was possibly gonna be on a show a lot. So the night before. I took my now wife, then girlfriend. We went to what's that? What's that Japanese restaurant? Yamashiro's. Yamashiro's Yamashi, up there. I was like, let's go to Yamashiro's. Got a nice view, and we went up. And I had a little too much to drink, but I was celebrating. So the next day, I was a little, little hungover, <laughs> and I was at the table read, and there was like fifty people there to listen to the table read, like mm-hmm. at work, everyone. Yeah, and we're doing the read, everything's going smooth. All the like, it was, it was a bad sitcom. All the mm-hmm. fake laughs are happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, and then there's, and then, yeah, and then there's like five yeah. seconds of silence, and I'm like, huh, someone's taking a long pause with their next line. I look down, I'm like, oh, that's my line. <laughs> and so I'd like, I'd, I'd forgotten to say my line, and it wasn't a big deal, but it slowed everything down for a second, and it was kind of awkward enough where I was like, I'm not gonna get, people aren't gonna be upset about that. But then on my way home, I got a call from my agent. They're like, hey man, they're gonna go another direction. I was like, I, I said they had the wrong guy, man, and I hope it was just because I. Missed the line. Wow. It wasn't because, but that certainly didn't help. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah this blows <laughs> up, smelling like liquor coming yeah. in. Yeah, was dragons. Tori, look at that. Hey, Tori. So I straight up got fired, man. How do you feel about that? Um, I felt a little weird at first, but to be honest with you, I did feel like I, they'd cast the wrong person. In the first place. In the because, first place. You know, right. it, mm-hmm. a lot of this is just how you look. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. When you walk in the door, they want a look of that particular guy, and that's all they're going for. Like, I have this ethnic nerd. That's yeah. what I'm doing. You really have taken that over. Yeah. Yeah. Never get the only one, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the guy. What's funny is because you're not a nerd. In person, at least, not around me. I don't know if you're trying no. to be cool because I'm cool. No. The glasses. The glasses do it. No, and he's able to tone it down a little bit. His character is, is, yeah. is, is perfect. Yeah, the you're right. The stuff you do on a daily show, yeah. which is different than the guy you've created on, on Free Agents. Yeah. But you're like a, a, a Latin nerd, and I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. This you should show. find out what nerd is in Spanish. Nerdo. And get t-shirts. Nerdo. And nerdo. It's nerdo. 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 Right. It really is, Jorge. It's nerdo. 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 That's it. That's what I That Spanish your, is so easy, man. I'm telling you. Just put a hole on the end of anything, <laughs> and it becomes <laughs> appropriate Spanish. Yeah, burrito was actually an English word. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I was just like, there you go. It's so funny. Comic mind. I was just going there, man. Talk with something else, we're gonna we're gonna take another break and be back shortly. Thank you.
Hey guys, uh, thank you very much for listening. I uh, just want to tell you quickly about iTunes. Some people have been very nice and given us great uh, comments on there and ratings, but if you have not, please go on there and do that. That'd be great to inspire other people to listen to the Minivan Men podcast, and please also drop us a line. Thank you very much. All right, we're back with the Minivan Men with our guest this week, our good friend Buddy Lewis, comedian mm-hmm. extraordinaire. And um, we've been talking about some things. And um, we're going to talk now a little bit about getting older and having to deal with parents that are getting older and getting sick. Uh, Al's father has recently gotten sick, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. So go ahead, Al. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm in a really bad spot right now because my father, who's 73 years old, is just riddled with cancer. I mean, cancer everywhere. He... Opted, they pretty much said, do you want five months to live or do you want five years to live? And he said, give me the five-year option. He has a tap in his shoulder. He's getting uh, hormones injected into uh, his spine and his whole skeleton because he has cancer all over his bones. He has, um, you know, cancer. He had, he was in the hospital for 75 days. Oh. And he had 36 operations full-on operations while he was in that hospital the entire time. He went back and walked back in, and the nurses all started crying because they've never, ever seen anybody recover. They all thought he was going to die, and no one had any hope for him at all. And a really tough Mexican guy, um, small, feisty, and... um, you know, had all the cancer cut out. So they, I mean, they, they cut it out of his uh, whole backside, um, you know, groin area. He had every single type of cancer you could possibly imagine. How long ago was he diagnosed? This is about a year ago, year and a half ago, and then just spent, you know, then November to March just, you know, in and out of, you know, the hospital, but pretty much, I mean, 70 days in the hospital. Well, hospitals are the worst when you, I mean, obviously, except for a baby is one, yeah. one thing, but having to deal with that, like, you know. A family member, and they said no one ever has ever been in the hospital that long and walked away. Wow. wow. And um, he basically, you know, you have coma victims mm-hmm. that are just there and you don't grow. It's a very unique situation what happened to him because they grew attached to him because they'd known him for longer than they've known any other patient. They mm-hmm, had never mm-hmm. really spent that much time with anybody before. What kind of cancer did he start? Was there, was there a certain... A ca- prostate, mm-hmm. colon, and then it bone, right. you name it, wow. everywhere. Had it all taken out. Now, this is a guy who had prostate cancer, had the prostate cancer taken out while he was there. And this is 10 years ago. Had a heart attack while he was getting the cancer taken out. Right. When he was in the hospital, he said, I'm having a heart attack. Then recovered, went in for the David Letterman quintuple bypass surgery. They left a staple in his bladder, and then a month later, he had one of his kidneys die. So he's like, you know, 10 years ago, rebuilt. Mm. And he's, so it's amazing that he's with us. Uh, but now, and he just got back from Italy. He went to, he went to see Italy. Just Good went, for him. I mean, he's bucket listing it mm, right, right now. Mm. Just went mm-hmm. for it, which is great. I mean, he's just... Honestly, I just left him a half hour ago because he went and um, came and flew down here to be with the kids at the fall festival. They had a fall festival at our school. So he's really trying to maximize his time with the family, 
But just emotionally for me dealing with this, it's like now you have this guy who's this tough Mexican guy who never really probably, you know, we're probably the reason we're all comics in the first place. Not a lot of hugging mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I love you in the first place. Now all these I love yous are coming out of nowhere, right. nowhere mm-hmm. and everybody sees the end and you have this relationship with your father that you probably should have had the entire time. Right. Because right. all we would talk about is football. And we still really talk about football at San Francisco 49ers. We're doing great, by the way. Um, <laughs> our, um, that's the basis for our relationship. We talk about 49ers. And then, Is he like but, that with your brothers, too? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they talk about more. My brothers and him, because I went away for, you know, you know the whole background of my dad. It's, you know, blue-collar blue guy, and he was an artist, and then suppressed that so he could work as a teamster. He was a full-on artist that sold art, wow. it, uh, and he could have done that as a living and then had it provide for his family, so he stopped painting, suppressed what he wanted to do. We were talking about just going for it and you know, doing what you love. Well, he never did what he loved. Do you think any of uh, his career as a teamster, I mean, I mean, was he in and out of factories? Do you think any of that contributed to his cancer? Oh, all? he was. I mean, if anyone spent a good amount of time around industrial waste, it was my father. He was mm-hmm. a ship chandler. So mm-hmm. I remember going to work with him. We'd go on these boats where he would sell chemicals to Coca-Cola to uh, these different port ships that would come into port. So I remember just like going down in these tankers just filled with chemicals when I was a little kid, going in the kitchen, mm-hmm. some you know mm-hmm. Chinese guy in his underwear with a cigarette cooking, waving at my dad. Hey, mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, he was around a lot of crap. So who knows how he got it, uh, but. Anyway, now he's dying, and you know I'm 40 years old, and you know he's 73, and it's just um, it's very difficult on the the family because I don't think my parents really had any friends. Right. Your parents have a lot of friends. They had they had a good number of friends. I mean, um, it's it's in, it, it's it's weird because when you get to our age, uh, first of all, it, it's funny because I, from the one hand, you have a lot of friends start having a baby having babies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, wow, why is everyone having babies? You're like, because we're getting older. That's why they're having babies. And then secondly, you start having a lot of uh, illnesses happening, like close friends getting cancer. So, and, then, and then parents, dealing with the parents and stuff. And um, it's exactly like what you're saying. It's like it, we all go through it, but you don't know until you go through it how hard it can be. Yeah. You know, and it's uh, and like my father, he, he just a few years ago, he passed away. And there was a lot of that. It was like we had him in we had him in one of these facilities where it was like an old folks facility kind of thing. And every day I had to go 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 see him. And 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 he was kind of like sometimes he would like lose his mind a little bit. And there was like there was sometimes there was funny things that would happen. Like I mean he like a couple times you had to have operations. I don't know if you were if if you experienced this with your dad, but you know you you can't eat before the operation. Mm-hmm. And my dad was on all kinds of different medications, so he would like start hallucinating, and he'd want to get out of the bed, and he couldn't walk at the time. And we're like, no, you can't get out of the bed. And they had his arms wrapped up. So he would start trying to eat the thing on his arm. He thought it was um, cotton candy. So he'd be trying to eat like the thing on his arm, like a, like the, the, the socks. So he had a little bit of a dementia. You the, it was it was just it was just like it was he was hallucinating because he hadn't eaten and he was on these different medications. Right. You see crazy things in hospitals, and you know what, man? God bless these nurses and these doctors and the stuff. They they deserve every penny they get and more. Like if you get a good nurse, I'm sure you you've yeah, experienced we it. We did get good it, nurses. It is like it's like you just ran into an angel. Right. You know? Right. Right. You know. 
Your buddy went through the same thing. Yeah, right? uh, my dad uh, passed away a few years ago, and uh, it was it was really interesting because my dad led one of those interesting lives where we weren't estranged, but he and my mother divorced, and he had married a couple of more times, and and uh, it it was really difficult to to go through that because you get the the call, your dad's died, you know, you get that call, and you have to start. Uh, getting together and so man from the from the trying to get money for the body to come to the for he was in one city they were going to bury him in another city and me and my sisters are trying to gather money from the family members to get the because the mortician guy wouldn't take nothing but k wouldn't take a check so it was was, when i tell you it was drama because the the baby's the new wife doesn't want us to know that he's got insurance and i mean it was it was it was a mess. My my father's funeral was a mess. When I tell you it was a mess, I, I'm I'm we weren't because we weren't prepared, yeah. you know. And I would have much rather have had a little prep time <laughs> to know we're gonna deal with this when it comes. But man, yeah. when it when it happens, it's it's it, it can be a real uh, real crazy thing to deal with. Yeah. And, and and even tougher, I think, is is uh, parents and siblings for for parents watching their children pass. And I said I had a sister that passed a year ago, so. Uh, it was it was How'd tough. That happen? Uh, she she had uh, uh, she had heart trouble and then diabetes and the whole thing. But you know, watching your parents deal with with a child's death is it's it's another oh, it's yeah. another she, thing. It, it makes it's another me thing. crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Uh, and also, my my father and my his brother don't talk, mm. and he's getting really old. And right, so I right. know. Because that's, I mean, the beefs that we have mm. in mm-hmm. the families. You're talking family about dynamics. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Are they talking now? What's that? No. He's super old. My my uncle, John, is very old. and He's still older not, than your father. Yes, he's five years older, and they're not talking. And I'm sure we're going to get that call any day. And he is sick as well. They haven't talked because when my grandmother passed away, my uncle went over to that her house because Mexicans hide money all over the place. So he assumed that the, it was going to be a treasure hunt <laughs> inside the house. And my uncle ch- got the locks changed. And when there, I was in there cutting open suitcases that he couldn't find the keys to and Boy. stuff like that. Mm. And my dad just cut him off after that, completely stopped talking to him mm. uh, because that's how he reacted. And it's tough uh, because they never had a really good relationship. But then you see, okay, this guy's going to die. Life is too short. He's your brother. You know, you're not doing well. Everybody should mend. Have you had this conversation with your dad? Oh, yeah, but he won't hear it. He's like, you know, he's very stubborn. You see how feisty I get and fired up I get. And anybody who listens to the podcast, obviously, that's become a theme. Is that um, (laughs) angry Al? I, yeah, I get. El Nerdo. (laughs) Here goes the baby. I get get fired up. Mm -hmm. My dad. Take that to a whole nother level. Level. Uh, this is uh, inherited behavior. <laughs> right. To right. just, I mean, I'm calm and cool compared to this man. But wow. like you said, man, it's a reminder. Life is too short. I mean, anybody's got anything out there. I mean, it's like, first of all, as, as fathers, as parents, mm. you know, our lives get busy, but you really do got to enjoy and spend the time with your kids because you never know, you know. And also these beefs, man. If you can see past ah. the bees, I've, every family's got them. I know exactly what we're talking about. I've seen too, and, and a lot of times, 
a, a passing in the family brings about the, the beef. beef. Right. Brings about I, the beef. Like I just said, boom. Yeah. The grandmother. Exactly died, right? that. And and it's and a lot of it has to do with like dealing with the when the passing happens. Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy. Because I actually, I saw, I think I saw Paul Rodriguez do a little bit about like uh, trying to get, get his, uh, um, they're burying some relative. And he's mm -hmm. like, you go up there. And they like they try and upsell you, you know. They're like, "Well, you could put him in this casket, <laughs> right? But if you really like him, you should put him in this." You're like, yeah. "Oh man, all right, give me the other cat, you know, soup yeah. it up, soup I it up." I don't want to talk about that funeral home. That's like a that's like a it's a it's a bad used car salesman selling you on yeah. your you know the the whole they they try to prey on you all of your your emotions at the moment right <laughs> then. And it's, did, did you like your father? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, you want him to well, have it. And let's show him. Sell you stuff that you yeah. that's you the like Toyota. The Release. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. have the doves released. I'm like, man, get out of here. Would you like to have tabs played? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just cremate me, man. Yeah, I, me mean. too. That's exactly because of that. I said, I want to just be cremated, man. I told my family, chop me up and put me in a bag. You can use the barbecue grill at the house, make sure it's environmentally <laughs> safe. Have a barbecue and tell them you're getting some of Buddy on your chicken. That's you funny, know? man. <laughs> That's funny. It's like it's like three hundred bucks to cremate. It's yeah. and it's like and and like and the funeral stuff starts at, starts at like eight ten thousand dollars. Man, they're crazy. And, and you know this funeral home we, we went to, they were trying to they had they do the crazy southern funerals where you know we'll put him in the Mercedes Benz casket, you know, with the we'll dress him up and all. I'm like, dude, I don't want no crown on the head and all this old foolishness. <laughs> and it's like a clown funeral. Does he know? wear Dolce Gabbana? Because yeah. we have Dolce <laughs> Gabbana. We have a Louis Vuitton <laughs> casket. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, yeah, settle the beefs and um, settle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, All that's right. yeah. That's. I'll keep uh, you updated, but um, as of now, I mean, he just came down here, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how he does. But again, it's just a big reminder: kiss your kids and your wife, and you know, enjoy every moment. Yeah, every exactly. yeah. moment. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, our, and all of our wishes are with your family yeah, right for now. Sure. Hopefully, for sure. Hopefully, uh, the bucket list continues, man. You guys get yeah. to. Do you have a bucket list thing? Uh, maybe you and him. Is there a game or is there a, yeah, a 49ers I, that's event the or something? Yeah, with this daily show game and mm -hmm. stuff like that. We mm -hmm. just did go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 49er game. Okay. Uh, I brought Lorenzo up there. But we'll just I'll just try to get up as much as I can because that's another thing. He's not local. Right. We'll have to go up to San okay. Francisco and hang out. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm getting up there. I'm trying to. And we, I'd call him every day, which that's I never good. did before. Great. So. That's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Mending right. the beefs. All, All right. right, guys. Well, that's been this episode of Minivan Men. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we laughed. We cried. And we had Buddy Lewis with us. A little um, something in between. A little something in between. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks but for having me. Buddy Lewis can be found again at? BuddyLewisComedy.com and uh, Twitter, BuddyHUQ14 or uh, YoBuddy14. And all of us, you can reach us at that, uh, send us the email at uh, minivanmen at gmail.com. Ask us questions. Let us know what's up. And you can find all our schedules on our respective websites, which I believe we're going to link through the Minivan Men website. Yeah, uh, new and very big and uh, better things coming for that Minivan Men website very Look soon. Look out. All right, later. Bye. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites. There's thechrisspencer.com, masjobrani.com, and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Minivan Men.